0: Struggling to stay up to date with social media? Do you want to get ahead online? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing
1: Show, the podcast for public sector professionals who want to elevate their digital communications.
0: Here's your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello and welcome to
1: Season 6 and Episode 94 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. Seasoned marketing and communications professionals know all about SEO, search engine optimization. But 2024 is the year that we go all in on social SEO. TikTok is going right after Google and YouTube market share. And along with social SEO, they are encouraging creators to publish videos longer than one minute. They say they will pay them more. And in fact, just released is the fact that TikTok is now testing videos of up to 30 minutes. In today's show, I'm going to unlock the social SEO secrets to help you improve discoverability, reach, and your overall organic performance on social media. So let's dive in. So if you're watching this episode, you can see behind me on screen, it says Google Who. Uh, That headline might be a little bit dramatic, right? But in July 2022, so that's over a year and a half ago, Google admitted that their search and map products are being impacted by a growing preference for social media and video as the first stop on younger users' path to discovery. Speaking at a conference, their senior vice president who runs their knowledge and information department, uh, Pravakar Ravakan, he said, we keep learning over and over again that new internet users don't have the expectations and the mindset that we have become accustomed to. He added, the queries they are asking for is completely different. These users don't tend to type in keywords, but rather look to discover content, in new, more immersive ways. He continued, in our studies, something like around 40% of young people, when they're looking for a place for lunch, they don't go to Google or to Maps. He said they go to TikTok or to Instagram. Now, this is a major marketing shift that all public sector pros need to take seriously. Social SEO needs to be embedded in your social media strategy but also in your social media execution. And in the next segment, I'm going to tell you how to do it.
0: Public Sector Pros, do you want to progress in your career? Are you going for promotion? Do you want to stay ahead of the digital media landscape? We can help you. View our training calendar at publicsectormarketingpros.com.
1: In today's consulting segment, I'm going to tell you how to master social SEO for improved discovery across the social networks. Uh, First of all, let me define what social SEO is. It's the practice of adding text-based features like captions, alt text, closed captioning, subtitling to your posts to help people browse social platforms easily to find your content. You extend this practice to the copy in your script and also to the text overlay on your videos. So let's take, for example, if you are publishing an Instagram Reel and you want to optimize it for social search optimization, here's what you need to do. So first of all, and I'm teaching this in my in-person and online classes at the moment, we are gonna start with doing long tail keyword research. What does this mean? It means that we want to uncover what users on social are searching for around topics that you're creating content for. So you do this on TikTok, you do it on YouTube, you do it on Instagram. So let's say, for example, we're doing a video around mental health and exam anxiety. You put that long tail keyword into TikTok, it will surface the most viewed, and the most viral videos. And then that will reshape your thinking on your video title and maybe the script that you're going to write to support it. Then that becomes your hook or your headline. You then want to add those keywords into your script. It will appear on the subtitles on the video. You will then add it to the caption. You will include it as hashtags. And then if you're adding static photos, for example, an Instagram carousel to support the reel, you will add it to the alt text. So quite simply, social SEO is using long tail keywords to match users' search terms to help discoverability and then using that keyword right throughout the copy, written, spoken, on screen and also on your post. In today's show, I'm delighted to be joined by Emmerich Erno. He's co-founder and CEO of Agora Pulse, the award-winning social media management platform used by us and 11,000 other businesses and public sector agencies across 180 countries. Emmerich also advises some of the biggest global brands on social media, such as Virgin and Microsoft. Agorapulse is the most successful independent social media management software in Europe. And in this conversation, Emmerich and I talk about social SEO, social ROI, AI and social media, and lots more. Emmerich, I'm thrilled to have you on the Public Sector Marketing Show. We first met in Dublin, I'm going to guess, about eight years ago. We
0: met in Dublin. My, I think my son was there. That was in the big stadium. Uh, yes, yeah, right. yeah, I remember that. It probably was it years ago, yeah, because I remember renewing my passport for that, and it's expiring soon, so that must be it.
1: <laughs> well, listen, uh, the the listeners to the show know I'm a huge fan of Agora Pulse, and um, I've been using it for gosh six, seven years at this stage, and you know that single dashboard life in the world of social uh, really helps a social media manager like me. But give me a little bit of the backstory to Agora Pulse. What what can you tell us about what drove you to set it up because you're the most successful social media management tool in Europe at the moment?
0: Um, I don't know if we're the most successful in Europe, depending on what criteria you, we, you use. We're definitely the most successful independent one because everybody else has been purchased by larger American corporations. So, <laughs> so we are, uh, in that sense, uh, um, uh, an important player on the, on the European scene, for sure. Um it's a, it's a long story so I'm going to try to make it really short because I've been an entrepreneur for 23 years now 24 years now and um uh, uh it's been a long journey and it it all started with software and community in 2000 it didn't really work for 10 years but we struggled and fought our way in and tried to do everything we could to get some level of success but we had very little success unfortunately um, and it was about building communities online and when Facebook came along and became something and became big um, within you know companies and brands and enterprises and they said, oh we have to be on Facebook we have to be we have to have a page we have to gather fans so there were fan pages you became a fan of the page uh, a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, when we saw that we at some point realized that this would be the future of communities not our build your own community software so we pivoted to that we pivoted to facebook basically and the way we did that pivot was through building apps, contests, promotions, like, you know, being being in addition to the Facebook page and helping you grow your page. And, and you know, little by little, manage the conversations on your wall, because that's how it was called at the time, um, uh, get statistics and a you know, level of understanding of how things were doing, were working, and posting content on your page. It was Facebook only in in the very early days of 2011. And we slowly realized that all the contest and promotion part of things were uh, not so, so good as a business model because there was a lot of churn. Like the usage was very temporary by sense because people run contests like once a year for a month and then they're done. And we didn't like that. We didn't like that we were not used Daily by someone in the company because I, you know, as a as an entrepreneur, I know that if you want to succeed, your thing has to be used by someone daily, like in in the business. So a job title in the business has to be your core user, and that has to be a usage that um, makes a difference for them on a daily basis. So we looked at what was there, and uh, at the time, Hootsuite was already there. It was very nascent and new, but it, and, and and rough, but it was already. Out there um, for Twitter only, but it was evolving in the direction of also expanding to other networks. And Buffer was already in existence in 2012, early 2012. And we thought, okay, that's that's the direction we want to take. So slowly but surely, we added Twitter, we added LinkedIn, we added Instagram, we added, and, and then today we did TikTok and Pinterest, and soon WhatsApp and YouTube and everything. Um, and and over the years despite being a bootstrap business, which slows things down because you don't have um, an external influx of cash that you can rely on to hire a bunch of developers and get your product being built quickly. With our own customers' money, we evolved the product into the full social media management suite that it is today, um, like 12 years later. And yeah, that's the story in a nutshell.
1: (laughs) And what I really love about the the ethos of Agorapulse is that you, you listen um, intentionally and with great purpose to your customers because there's an open channel for us to give you feedback on uh, features that you're testing, but also things that we would like to see. And you ask that question, Office, mm-hmm. on an ongoing basis. And I know over the years I've come in and I've said, you know, I could do with this, uh, I would like that. And that conversation is open and you feel like a company that's small, but i think it's that you know going back to that original business idea of allowing people to build their communities you've really brought that um purpose into the into the company and Mm. you know that two-way conversation is something that i don't always see in in SaaS companies is that something that other customers say to you
0: uh well thank you for thank you for sharing that just so you know this is good practice to do that um a business to be successful business should talk to their customers they should listen to their customers they should have time set apart on their product manager uh, agendas on their sometimes their developer agendas definitely their executives and decision makers to make sure that what they build is actually resonating and is actually solving a problem that they heard the customer were having if you're not if, and i you know it it you say it so nicely that it felt like we're doing it to be good to to be a you know a good vendor to you we're doing it because it's our ethos it's our philosophy and we want to be a good company well it's actually how you build a good company <laughs> so it is it feels like it we're we're doing the right thing and we're being a good partner to you but it's it's i would advise anybody who runs a business to be very close to their customers and make sure that Whatever problem they solve, they understand it really, really well. And it 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 sticks with the kind of problem that they heard their customers are sharing. So, and it's a, you know, you read every book on building businesses and entrepreneurship. That's probably the number one advice that they're going to give you. Don't, do not build anything in a vacuum. Make sure that before committing to building product or additional features or extension of your product or whatever... You had listened to what your customers are experiencing in terms of pains and issues and and blockers and 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 that's what you sold. And you don't sell. Oh, I had an idea this morning. I'm the CEO. I'm so smart. I had an idea. I woke up and I think we should do X. And then you build X, and uh, dozens of people in your company get tired building S for months, and then X is released, and then nobody cares. And that's the most horrible thing you can do as a business. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you know my client base, as you know, uh, are government and public sector agencies, and they have particular needs when it comes to you know doing business, and and one of those being they don't always have access to a credit card for a subscription. Maybe yeah. they need a purchase order, and they want to buy your license in mm. what go for for a year. But mm. that these are big things to my clients, yeah. and you know, I, I I you have been working. Um, with them in that vein too. So I know that that's welcome.
0: Yeah, we have also, we have a lot of customers in France in the public sector as well. Uh, currently uh, currently helping one of my sales guys to respond to um, um, a, a call for project by the city of Paris. And uh, we also submitted a, an RFP recently to like the whole French government. So like we 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 have many of them. Uh, already and um uh, they have the same need like they they cannot pay with a credit card so the challenge there is how do you build a process so technically everything's doable but then um on, on the human part on the you know following making sure the money got in re- recon reconciliating the yeah. the accounting and, and, yeah. and the the and the system and the, in the in in the um billing system and everything so so in the early days you do it by putting humans in charge and so like, go check that this people paid us and in they send the wire transfer otherwise warn them and tell them if they don't we'll have to you know shut down the service and blah, well, whatever it's like whole management of um uh, payment recovery and um as you as you get more and more and more if you if it's for amounts that are putting your your profit at risk or, 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 or or forcing you to hire too many people to handle that, then you have to perfect the system and you have to delegate some part of that to VAs in foreign countries are not going to cost you the same thing as people in Europe or in the U S. And, uh, it's, it's a cha- challenges are not only technical challenges. When you build a business, you have admin challenges, payment challenges, uh, legal challenges. We talked about that earlier. So, it is a it it's a constant learning. How can we can I make that work so it works for them for the customers, but it also works for us and and we're not you know uh, losing all our bandwidth and our energy in 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 pursuing things that we shouldn't be pursuing, and uh, yeah, so it's a challenge. This this payment by wire transfer is a topic that comes back on a regular basis. How much should we ask for it? How long of a commitment? So it's not so we're not recurringly going through dozens and dozens, sometimes hundreds of businesses that are paying us amounts that are, that now seems very small. So what we accepted when we were making a hundred thousand euro a month, obviously doesn't feel the same that now we're at 1.8 million a month. So like what, what does make sense? And uh, yeah, <laughs> challenges every day. That's uh, the, the, the lifeblood of a business.
1: For sure. Mm. Let's talk about social media. So is social media, yep marketers we're challenged with the ever changing nature of the platforms the features mm. the algorithms you guys also have to keep up with that yeah. um so how would you describe the social media landscape at the moment
0: it's chaotic uh and i think that's one of the reasons why we exist mm-hmm. um I I I I get asked this question all the time. Like, well, how do you see the future of social media? And my answer is always the same. The digital landscape, not only social media, the digital landscape as a whole has become more and more fractioned and fragmented and um, complex to handle. Like it's today, I I am funny enough. I'm running the marketing team in my company now because you know, the, the, the marketing leader, um, um, uh, we part, we parted ways in September. So I'm back in the weeds of doing marketing for the business. And it's, it's incredibly complex. Mm-hmm. The amount of choices you have to make, uh, on the channels, on the venues, on the, what kind of events and what kind of advertising, um, um, media, we medium we want to use and and what kind of partners we want to work with. And I mean, it's, the number of decisions you have to make is staggering. Social media is just the same. It's it's just the, the replication of... Digital is very complex, so is social media. And, and it's even more complex because it's one of the digital channels that we have access to. And this one channel is divided into a dozen of different venues where you can be present or decide not to. And each of them have... like. Not a dozen, but at least four or five different content types and different, you know, video and photo and multi-photo and document and PDF and and just text and this and this and that. And um, uh, that complexity is not going to get. It's not going to get better. It's it, the complexity is going to at least at the very best stays the same, but but probably <laughs> keep increasing and keep and keep getting more complex, and um, uh, and it's not going anywhere. Like yeah. social media, digital is not going anywhere. I think we can all agree on that. We're now getting back to the age of we had uh, uh, regular phone landlines, phones and snail mail and all that's not coming back. And uh, in the digital world, the power to the people, I mean, the ability for you, for me, for anybody as a user, as a person, as an individual contributor to the digital world, to post content, to interact, to ask questions, to, to, to basically, you know, like, you know, you organize a trip, you, you, now you're going online and you ask questions and you check blogs and, and you go on on travel agency things and you, and you ask, you know, you, you, you start a chat and whatever that is, we all do that. That is not going away anytime soon because the power we got through social, I mean, we have to go back to the, what social media means in the early days of the web. The web was pages that you build HTML, CSS. They were static. Then you were searching through them for directories and then through a search engine. But you had no way to interact with that web. And social media in the early 2010s were basically tools that allowed you to interact with that, to add your own content, to, add, to ask your own question, to have conversations and, and comments and, and so on and so forth. That is never going to go away. Never. We. I mean... You, you use the web. I use the web. There is no way I will keep using the web if I cannot interact with it anymore. I, I, I wouldn't want to do that. So that's the, um, um, that's the premise. That is, not, um, uh, that is not going away. And, and, and that plus the complexity, we just have to get used to it. We just have to learn how to navigate. That's a piece of advice that one of my coach told me. Life never gets easier you just get better at managing hard. Wow. And and it, it applies to so many different areas of life and business and pro- and our professional lives. When I look at my professional skills like, you know, nothing became easier since I started building businesses. Most things became much harder. And um, I just learned to handle hard and to read through it and to navigate through it. That's that's the only solution. There's no other. So we're what we do with Agora Pulse is we're happy to help people to navigate that chaos a little bit better than if they had to do it on their own um, uh, natively on the platform. So that's um, that's my prediction, <laughs> and I'm sorry it's not everything is going to be easy and fine. Do not worry. <laughs> no, get but, better
1: and hard. I like that line. Get better yeah. and hard. So listen, yeah. in the last two weeks, two clients have asked me about social or OI. Mm. Um, and on both occasions, I raised the fact that, you know, this was something that you guys had built into your platform and mm. trying to track the return on investment that social media gives. And for public sector, mm. they're not selling a product. Sometimes they are selling it it is a service, but mm. really they're selling public trust and yep. public buying in to public policy. Talk to me about that social ROI integration and why it's so important.
0: Yeah, so when you when you use the word return on investment ROI um, in in for many people it will have many different meanings. Um, in my world, the meaning I ascribe to it is: what do you get from the work you do? in whatever, in social media in that case. Like what result, benefit, impact do you create or do you do you receive because you spend time and energy creating content, conversations, interactions on social media, or it could work for any uh, digital channel, by the way. It's not specific to social media. And it may differ from one business to the other. It may differ from one industry or one vertical to the other. I totally understand that for for. A public sector that is not that is not selling goods. The the the, the impact, the business impact, or the um, uh, uh, benefit they want to get from whatever they're doing on digital is not going to be linked to revenue generation. It's going to be linked to something else. So first of all, you have to define what is that something else. And when you and, and so you're, you mentioned trust, but you know maybe um, the way they measure that is that you know people um, come to are building to ask questions, and this, and, the, and and we've built a whole website to answer all their questions. How, are they checking the website? Is social media helping us to direct them to where they can get answers to their question? Um, and 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 that is something you can track. So it's going to be more relating to traffic that sent to specific web properties, for example or um i don't know like let's say you're you, you're because uh, we talked about renewing my passport eight years ago <laughs> um you have you know a passport renewal or id renewal and it used to be very physical you go to the town hall you, you know you do that in the real world but now more and more at least in France that's the way it is it's all online it's all digital it's all on the web so how do you how do you serve um, um, you know people who come and ask questions and send them to, oh, this is how it works now. This is you know how you do it. This is what you need. and and how you how do you measure how many and how many questions got how many people got their questions, and answers, thanks to conversations on social media that redirected them to the right resource online? So that's a way you can track. We build trust and we help the people that we are supposed to help. And this is how many of them we did help. And and all that is tracked with number of clicks, number of traffic that was sent to the site and number of conversations that were labeled with the label that is corresponding to the goal that we're trying to achieve on social. So it can have many different um, 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 outcomes that are not necessarily sales, but if you're outside of the public sector conversion and sales and revenue and, 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 you know, web traffic to the right web properties or right pages on your right properties is, is probably going to be 90% of what you want to measure. And um, I often hear from people that uh, social media is, is, is branding is brand awareness. You know, and you know, it, it doesn't have anything to do with business results. And I disagree with that. I disagree with that for one main reason is that, branding and awareness is is often too often in my opinion used as a smoke screen to basically say oh my stuff cannot be measured mm. uh, i can i cannot i cannot be judged yeah. on business results because i'm brand awareness and branding and i i fundamentally think this is wrong from a marketing perspective yes obviously we want to create brand awareness and do branding but if we, if all we do is not measurable, and the excuse we have is because it's burn awareness, when things are going to get tough, when recessions are going to hit, and we're in the middle of one, uh, when the, the 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 business results that are the businesses we work for or we work with um, uh, that used to be good are going down, guess who is going to be guess who's going to get a budget cut? Guess who's going to get fired? Those who say. My stuff cannot be measured. Um, I'm doing something you don't know if it's actually (laughs) impacting the business, but I'm telling you it's great because it's brand awareness. Those are the ones that are going to get budget cuts and um, uh, uh, layoffs. And I think the community that we serve, of marketers who work on social media and social media managers, they deserve to be recognized for the job they do. They deserve to, to show and prove that Yes, they get conversation. Yes, they get engagement. Yes, they get impressions. Yes, they get visibility through social media. Well, if they don't, it's probably that either social media is not the right channel for them or they're not doing it the right way, which is both possibilities that we all faced at some point in our lives, right? <laughs> it, it was sure. not always successful. Um, and, and, so those things are important. But if there is, if if they, they cannot connect the dots between their activities and some level of traffic conversion into into even conversion into a subscriber into an event you know that you're running into a webinar that you're running or best the best you know revenue generation there's probably something wrong about the way you're approaching social media and the other thing i hear as well very often is when you track this kind of impact on social media you're only going to see the tip of the iceberg because most of what's happening on social media is going to be on dark social you know, dark social is basically i sent you a, a message on linkedin and uh, and you like it and you click on it and you become a customer of whatever i recommend it to you i do that all the time with with my with my team oh look at that tool it's an amazing tool i send them the link on slack And that's dark social, basically, a link on Slack with no tracker on the link. And so there are a lot of things are happening behind the scene that you can't really track that that if if people click on that link, Google Analytics is just gonna see direct traffic. That's what you're gonna get. That's it. There there will be no other uh, information on your site about what the 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 traffic and what the conversion came from and this is true there is an element of tip of the iceberg and 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 most of the iceberg you're not going to see it's not only true for social media it's true for everything even for paid ads i um I'm, I'm going on a tangent here but this one is is a good example that i had so i was running advertise adver, facebook advertising in mexico that was like probably eight eight nine years ago And I was disappointed by the result and I was about to stop the campaign because the result that I was able to directly track from the Facebook pixel and the Facebook report was not good. And I was about to shut down the campaign. And then I looked at my revenue graphs and I said, hey, well, let's look at what Mexico revenue is doing. And I look at the revenue in just Mexico. That was a very, very small country for us. I was mostly running this as a test. And I looked at the revenue was, you know, kind of steady before I started the campaign. And then after, on the day that I started the campaign, you know, within a week, the revenue started to pick up and it kept picking up and it was going up and to the right very, very strongly until the day I was looking at it and I thought, oh my God. So the direct tracking of the ad is give, telling me one story. Mm-hmm. When I go behind behind, behind that, beyond that, and I look at it, what is the impact that the direct traffic of the ad is not showing me, and then the impact was significant. So even with advertising, which is probably the most direct trackable thing you can do online, there is a dark web effect. There, there are dark social effects. So the tip of the iceberg is true. But my answer to them is always the same thing. And yeah, Pardon my French, but if there's no tip. There's no fucking iceberg. So if you cannot measure something there's probably nothing there but if you can see something you can probably assume that there's there must be something bigger underneath the surface of the water which is the rest of the iceberg and it's at least giving to giving you a tip that okay this seems to work it's it seems small when i look at how it works the, the numbers and and the revenue numbers and the conversion number are not that significant so it may not feel like it is oh my god it's amazing it's so huge but it's probably much larger and much bigger because you're only seeing the tip of the iceberg, but you got the hint. You got a hint. that Okay. This is, this is just paying my salary. I don't know, or my agency fee uh, based on what I measure, but because there's probably more it's worth, it's worth doing. So I'm always for let's measure the tip. If that's the only thing we can measure because it's at least giving us some insights as, as to whether or not what we're doing is generating um, uh, impact.
1: So many great points there. You know, marketers being able to defend the impact of social media, understanding what social media success looks like uh, to individual agencies. And uh love that you excused your, <laughs> your French there with the tip of the iceberg. Fantastic. Um, another uh, game changer in social media is, the fact that now younger generations are using TikTok and Instagram as their primary search engine, yeah. and for Google to come out and admit this eighteen months ago, and they probably knew of that trend before that, that was just like gobsmacked to me. I was like, yeah. "Wow, this is an, another major marketing shift." How is Agora Pulse um, responding to social SEO?
0: Um, it's it, the what's funny is that we use the term social seo we use seo in the term social media seo where it is absolutely not the same mechanism um uh it's you cannot optimize social to be found the same way you can optimize content so it's a new paradigm that you have to learn it's it's a new skill that you have to learn beyond you know the young you say the young generation i love that you say that because my wife is like me 51 and she's using pinterest and and uh and um, instagram to find inspiration for she loves home improvement so we want to change this this room in the house we want to decorate that we want to do a new backyard we, always she has always ideas about stuff she wants to do and for each of those projects, we have to find a floor, we have to find a paint, we have to find a color, we have to find you know lights and everybody. not my not my thing, but apparently very complex and it is it seems very complex and and so you usually find stuff. So oh, that's lovely. Where did you find this? And the answer is always the same. Oh, Instagram. Oh, Pinterest. <laughs> and I'm 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 amazed. It's my own wife, and she's not the young generation. I'm sorry for her and me, but at uh, fifty plus, we're not young anymore. And social has become the way she gets in, inspired, the way she finds product, the way she finds you know product equivalent, the way the way she buys stuff basically, and she and she discovers vendors and and suppliers of product that we eventually get buying. And so, back to your question, that's one thing that excites me about what we have built because um, every business. That is willing to spend the time can create that visibility on social networks on the right social networks. You know, if you're a home improvement, Pinterest, Instagram, obvious choice. Twitter, probably not. LinkedIn, no way, not interesting. Uh, TikTok, probably as well. Um, my wife is not a big TikTok user. Never, never am I. But it, I'm. I I would assume that if it works on Instagram, it can probably work on TikTok as well. Um, so the way we're approaching it is 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 we're trying first of all we're you know these uh, social networks are limited by API so you can what you can do on them is based on their API so the, the first thing we're doing is we try to cover everything the API offers us which is a lot of work um, so all the little options that can be useful for you to get more visibility to add the right hashtags to keep the hashtags so we're working on AI to suggest hashtags and give you more visibility so we 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 try to embed within the product everything the APIs allow us to do and our own tool and AI allow us to do to help you create the little tips and tricks and, and, and tactics that help you get, get visibility. What what visibility is going to be based on, it's going to be based on the, on the followers. So like measuring how many you get and what helps you get more. Uh, that's number one. And the second one is on the quality of the content that you're going to post. And it's so helping you making it easier to you know as easy as possible to do and as impactful as possible and and finally on on measuring like the only thing you can improve is the thing you measure and the thing you understand so by offering measurement that tells you this worked and this didn't work so well um, you probably want to do more of the first one and less of the second one and and by offering that insight we're, we're helping we're helping a customer understand what they need to do more of because the more the more success they have with their content, the more engagement they have with their content, the more the more favor they're going to get from the algorithm. So that's also that's that's the the other way to get you know to get growth and on your of your visibility and your and your audience on social media. And um, it's 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 all a complex process. But when you think about it, if you build a web property, a website or a blog, getting you know high SEO traffic is a hell of a job it is really really hard and unfortunately getting the same on social is also a hell of a job and is really really hard so what we're trying to do is to make it less hard but it still is a lot of work and that's also why it is so important for us that the people who do that hell of a hell of a job can prove that it's worth doing and 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 do not have to be ashamed of the 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 invoice they send to their customers, or the the pay the pay slip that they get every month from their employers. So, um, yeah, I as I run marketing now for the business, I I I, I see how complex marketing is, how 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 much work it is to do it right. Like the the level of work just to measure things the right way, the level of work we have to put is 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 staggering. It, it's not easy. And social is no unfortunately, social media is no different, so there's a lot of work that needs to go behind it which which probably goes to choices you have to make as a marketer. so what is if you're a small business and you're just you know a couple of people in the marketing team, you have to choose your battles, you cannot do everything, so maybe social media is the thing for you, and you should go all in and forget everything else or maybe not, and maybe that's something else you should be doing um. I was discussing with my co-founder yesterday who was uh, looking at uh, tr- the travel industry, and he showed me uh, companies that are in the travel business that are only on Instagram. So, for example, if you are looking to for tips and advice and hotels for you can go to Tokyo in Japan because he's organizing a trip in Japan uh, very soon, he showed me this 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 company runs Instagram accounts that are specific to this country, that city. And all these Instagram accounts are all about, advice and tips and place to visit and hotels and special coupons and deals and discount and and he was like that's incredible i had no idea there's bookings and there's airbnb and there's them and they they just found their niche by going by creating properties on instagram with mi- millions of followers overall that are specific to and he and it, it told me it's amazing the amount of information and tips you can have there that is so creative but this company probably decided to go all in on Instagram and say, that's all we're going to do, but we're going to do it the best of the best. Yeah. And uh, for me, that the that choice, like making choices and deciding to go all in on one thing that works for you is probably one of the most difficult, but yet important thing to do um, uh, when you make decisions to go to work on social media.
1: So let's talk about then AI and you mentioned AI in terms of the platform and mm. You know, we know it's, it's inbuilt in, in tools, machine learning, but how is A- how is AI going to shift the world for marketers? I think we as marketers need to become AI experts if, if we're going to survive.
0: Yeah, well, we have to. Uh, we have to, absolutely. Uh, it, there are industries and businesses for which it's going to be disruptive, meaning that it's going to replace them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I, I, I I'm not gonna try to to draw a list of what kind of businesses are going to be replaced, but the web has replaced businesses um like travel agencies that's that's a whole industry that 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 has been crushed by the web because now we we our travel agency is called Google, and that's how we but even that is not perfect. that's for in another podcast episode <laughs> um so the web disrupted some businesses, mobile disrupted some businesses, e-commerce disrupted some businesses. That's also, we can put that on the, the back of the web. But um, AI is going to disrupt some businesses that are going to be less and less relevant. Um, but most businesses are not going to be disrupted or destroyed by AI. They're going to be augmented by AI. And that augmentation is going to, is going to make those who are not leveraging AI irrelevant, you know, short or midterm. And that's the challenge for us. Our business cannot be disrupted by AI for one very simple reason. In order to do what we do, you have to have a team of developers that keep those API connections with all of these social networks running, um, and you have to you have to keep, you have to maintain that infrastructure of of of, um, um, of um, inter- interconnections with with a dozen of social networks that are very very complex. AI cannot do that if you don't have that, which requires in our business and full-time developer in in the team, which is a lot of money, I can tell you, um, you you cannot do anything with AI because you don't have the content and and you cannot send the content back and you cannot analyze anything because you don't have access to the API. So we're not going to be disrupted because the core infrastructure of what we do has to remain. It has to be there for the value to be created. But once you get the content, AI can drastically speed up the time it takes for you to handle the content remove all all the crap ai can help do, help you do that and and cut your time 10x propose responses to the the questions that you have by going into your faq by going into your delivery system if you're an e-commerce business like ai can Basically, say all these. All, here are all the relevant questions that you had yesterday, or this morning, or last hour, whatever, depending on on the volume. And here are all the answers. Just click approve, 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 or change this one a little bit and approve. And that's something that already exists in many support uh, system. And that's that's the same uh, um, uh, the same logic. Every support software, by the way they will have to implement AI. If they don't implement AI within the next two years, they're probably dead. So in many of the features that we have, this is what's going to happen. We we will all have as an industry to include AI in the processes of how people work with us. Uh, I want to post a content on this and that, but I don't know how to structure it. Okay, let's ask AI. Please write, propose me a pose that talks about this and this and that and has an image that looks like that and blah, blah, blah. We all can already do that with Dolly E and, and Chat GPT on our own, but these features are going to be embedded and integrated within the tool. And um uh when you also on the on the last um item that AI is going to come on quite a bit, there is the interpretation of the result. Like you have all these data points and and all these this social profiles with all these engagement and impressions and, and reach and and this like and and, and and different types of reactions and so on and so forth what can i learn from that and it's humanly impossible or 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 you have an entire department that does analytic analysis for you right but who has that i don't <laughs> and we have a data team but nobody nobody has the time for that it's way too much the magic of ai is to, you won't have to do that anymore ai is just going to come every morning and send you a summary These are the three things you need to to know about what happened yesterday on your social media or on your digital property or whatever, based on the analytics, based on the millions of events that happened. This is what you need to understand from that. And that's going to be game-changing because suddenly all that um, huge magma of data that was meaningless is going to become meaningful because AI doesn't you know doesn't feel the pain of going through millions of lines of data and and understanding the patterns and identifying the patterns and telling you oh this is what's happening and that's going to be game changing so basically um helping you handle incoming content and filter through the crap when there's crap and remove it and hide it and all you can do with the api back to AI cannot replace the API connection that allows you to hide and delete and whatever. So that that is still needed. So helping you there to to answer and engage with your audience in a much, much faster faster way, still yet high quality by finding the responses for you and proposing them in advance, uh, number one. Number two, helping you craft content by just, hey, I have this idea and this and that, and woof. And that there are five different types of posts you can do. And here are five versions of them if you want to post multiple times. So that is definitely already there. I think we, we, are, we have a feature on that that's going to keep being improved, but already does um, already does that. And finally, helping you go through the mass of data that you have and, and extracting the, the, the core of what you really need to know to, to improve your your game on social media. So those are the three areas where AI is going to be game changing. And so- I, yeah, my bet is we're all going to do that. <laughs> Nobody is going to not do that because it's, it is so obvious that is it is the, the value you want to add with AI on, on a software like ours.
1: Like, absolutely. The, the more capability that you add for marketers so that we don't have to do it outside mm. that single dashboard view. I yeah. mean, that's just value add like 10x for sure. So
0: yeah.
1: I would certainly welcome um you guys doing the AI legwork so I don't have to.
0: Yeah. I think on our mobile app we already have an AI uh, assistant that you can use for interpreting your your analytics. So if you go on our mobile app, on the mobile app analytics has um, uh, a section where you can say, you know, give me the summary, and then AI is going to produce a summary of all your all your stats. I think they run that as a as a test on the mobile app only. Um, uh, one other thing we're we're launching very very soon on so we have a new listening uh, feature that is launching um this month uh for now it's facebook instagram and twitter if i'm correct and then we're going to add web listening to that um later in in early q2 hopefully and in that feature we have a sentiment analysis feature that's totally ai so like ai is telling you yeah they like it they don't like it and, and again uh before ai that was borderline impossible to do very expensive very complex with, with ai now it's 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 built in you 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 got you got the result and it's quite accurate it's it's incredibly accurate actually so these are little things where you can plug you know choosing hashtags when you post on social media ai is going, is going to be really really helpful there because they will ai will understand the pattern they will analyze millions of posts and say this got uh, uh, this got traction this didn't this got volume this didn't if you're trying to do it manually pff, it's impossible so
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. Listen, Emrak a co-founder and CEO of Agora Pulse. thank you so much for joining me on the Public Sector Marketing Show. Um, we have a lot to look forward to as marketers um, within the that single view dashboard. And thanks to all your developers and all your team that serve us around the world. We really appreciate their work.
0: Thank you so much, Joanne. It was great to be at this conversation with you this morning.
1: Okay, so that brings episode 94 of the Public Sector Marketing Show to a close. But before I go, just a reminder that I have updated all of our courses on our new website. Our uh, signature accredited programs are the Bootcamp, the Professional Diploma in Social Media, and the brand new Professional Diploma in Digital Communications for Government and Public Sector. So if you're intending to go for interview, go for promotion this year then certainly these courses will help you. We've also launched a brand new website and there's a whole host of free resources there. You can access the free webinar replays, download my free publications and also have a look at what we offer in terms of consulting and strategy. And just a very, very quick reminder, if you haven't got a copy of my book, Public Sector Marketing Pro, the second edition, then you should get it on Amazon. Or if you're like me and you much prefer to listen to books these days, you can get it on Audible. But for now, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate a subscribe on YouTube or a review um, on any of your favorite podcast platforms.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a public sector pro you know. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube. For more free resources, details of our upcoming training courses and consulting options, log on to publicsectormarketingpros.com.